The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome, everybody. You might be listening live here in the Seattle area on 1150 AM KKNW. You might be listening live anywhere around the world on TransformationTalkRadio.com or on Facebook Live on my professional page or Transformation Talk Radio's page. You might be listening after the fact on ChristineUpchurch.com or one of the dozens of podcasts that sends up. But wherever and whenever, you're going to be so grateful you joined us here today because we're going to be talking about this collective transformation that is underway and how we can navigate it, which I think is oh so important. And I'm I'm really excited about our guest today. But before I tell you who she is and introduce her, I'd like to say hello to the people behind the technology. Uh, Olivia at TTR. Good morning, Olivia. Good afternoon, where, you know, wherever you are. Hey, hello. It's morning here. I'm where you are. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Are you on Orcas Island too, huh? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, Mr. Benny Mathers. How you doing? Hi, doing great. Christine as well. Uh, a little frosty on the pumpkins today. We're getting uh, yeah. well into fall. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's a change of season. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, my stream on my property has started to actually have water in it which is really exciting and Ooh. eventually it'll be roaring little, little waterfalls so it's kind of an ex exciting change speaking of exciting change oh my goodness we are undergoing such change in our world and from the kind of rational intellectual linear perspective it's like there's political upheaval there's um virus and public health policy upheaval and many other things around the world and for some of us it's kind of like whoa there's a lot of darkness here and yet my guest today says it's by design and we are on the right path and she's got such an important message my guest today is Lori Ladd um, and she wants to talk about this great awakening as she calls it she's an ascension teacher and she's also a multidimensional channel. We're gonna to talk to her about how that has come about and, and who it is she channels. She provides teachings and guidance for humanity during this powerful time of transformation. She's reminding humanity why we've incarnated and why we've incarnated now. Um, and she takes sort of the complexity of the ascension process and puts it in really interesting analogies, concrete, tools for transformation um, and she helps us understand what's underway and she's dedicating her life to this at this point and I'd like to welcome our guest today Lori Ladd. Hi Lori. Hi Christine thank you so much for having me on I'm so excited. It's so great to have you here and you know I was telling you before we started that um, you know ever since I was I got more in touch with my own inner guidance I don't follow many channelers just because I don't want my mind, my intellect kind of overrule my, in, you know, my inner guidance. 
And yet every once in a long while, there'll be somebody else start to follow. And like I've followed Cryon off and on when, when there's, when Lee Carroll has something, you know, channeled, channeled through that I sort of get put in front of me once or twice or three times. It's kind of like, okay, I'll pay attention to it. But you're somebody I'm now following on a daily basis, weekly basis. And it's because your insights, your guidance so resonates with my truth. It's kind of like it, it, it helps me get into alignment. And before we talk about what some of these teachings are and, and, and who you are um, channeling, can you share a little bit about your process, how you got here? Because you know, we're all born here and we, we were kind of like socialized to live in a particular way and to think in certain ways. And yet you stepped outside of that for a more important role. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about your process? Yeah. So I was born in California. I was, my mother was, has always been very sort of quote unquote spiritual. So she's always been in that realm. Uh, I chose a, a good, a, an easy path, I guess, in that sense. Um, when I was 13, I somehow just sort of knew that nobody told me this, but I had this knowingness that I was going to be helping humanity through an ascension. And it was it, in, back in 1989, it was this idea that we would be taken off the planet, like something was going to like physically happen to the earth plane. And we would have to like exit, exit the planet. Um, okay. Now we know that's not the case. But so 13, I knew that I had a mission here. I knew I was supposed to be doing something, but I grew up very non-connected to that, meaning I didn't do any of my work. I just grew up very normal. I um, aware of who I was and what was actually happening on this, this big planet, but very normal. Went to, went to school, went to graduate school, uh, got engaged, broke up with that engagement, uh, moved all over the place, uh, ended up moving into uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, worked at a private equity firm for a very long time. And it wasn't until I had lots of addictions, uh, had my fair share of addictions, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this, uh, this human life to say the least, <laughs> uh, had a lot of trauma, um, and, uh, and about what was it? 2015, not that long ago. Uh, I finally said, I'm ready and nothing happened. Nothing catapulted me into finally being ready other than I was ready. And as soon as I committed and I said out loud to whoever was listening to me, my guides, who I didn't know who they were yet, I said, I'm ready to commit 100%, whatever that means, I'm going to do it. Um, and that is really when I started channeling. That's when I started doing my service work with humanity. Um, and that's when it all started unfolding for me. And it's just been really miraculous. And really, to be completely honest, it wasn't until COVID hit that I really started to realize, oh, this is actually why I'm here. This mm -hmm. is actually why I'm here. And I got it. And it, 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 it's like it all came, all the pieces fit. And I think why people resonate so much with my messages right now is because that's why I'm here. I'm literally here to hold our hands as we navigate what can feel very chaotic, frightening, scary, and when is it gonna end type of feeling. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so. and it, 
It, it's funny because for me, I mean, I'm a former research statistician and after healing myself of cancer, I became a healer that, you know, I had avoided, I had avoided the, the inner messages I'd heard before. Um, and I thought that my mission was all about teaching people how to facilitate healings, teaching people how to step into their own, um, you know, healing and transformation. And when I felt done teaching that, I've kind of been hanging out and, and I had gotten guidance years ago to stop watching the news. And all of a sudden, 2017, my guide said, watch the news very closely. And I thought, this is surprising because there's so much negative stuff on the mainstream media. So, but I did, I followed that guidance. And um, for me, it was kind of like, oh, I'm supposed to know about, you know, some of these liberal narratives, you know, because I've always been more aligned with some of the, you know, what I, what I consider to be liberal stances. And then COVID hit. And the former research statistician who used to design and analyze clinical trials, who's co-authored articles in medical journals, meets the healer who knows about all the stuff. And it's like, wait a minute, there's something totally out of alignment here. We're being lied to here. We're being, you know, told to be afraid here when we shouldn't. And it kind of like, I, so I, now I get how people are brainwashed because I was a part of that in a sense. Um, but it's confusing to me teaching people how to get unbrainwashed. And I know that in, in your own way, you're doing that. How do you, how, how do the messages from your guides help to kind of get us past the cognitive dissonance that's so prevalent? God, it's such a good question. I mean, every day when I show up, I literally am balancing. I'm on that fine line of, because here's how, here's how it works with me. So I have Lori personality mind human that walks around and has a lot of opinions, um, has a lot of beliefs. Um, and if I were to share kind of from Lori, it would be a very different teaching. It would be more judgmental perhaps, or more um, fiery, right? Nothing wrong with that. A lot of people teach that way. It's beautiful. But my guides come in and they're like, no, 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 no. Hush that, hush that little personality down because this is how you're going to reach more, right? This is how you're going to soften it. And so they come in and they provide this message from their perspective. It's a higher perspective. Uh -huh. And when I receive it, I actually feel their energy. So I feel their perspective, which allows me to then speak it. It's like I embody it. And as soon as I embody it, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what they're talking about. And then I can teach it. And they are always coming from this compassion for every human. Like they understand that just being a human is hard enough. Right. And so they, they, they provide me with this compassion piece that I use to navigate that allows people to soften a little bit easier with what I say. Um, because I think if you come at people too harsh, they're going to instantly put a block up. Right. Um, and so being able to start asking the question, have you thought about this? Or if you looked at it as an energy, that's a really great way my guides do it. They talk about it like energy and then it really separates you from identifying so much with it. Right, right. It, it takes it out of the tribalism and turns it into 
a consciousness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and there's certain, like with the censorship, I definitely was like, and I even stated in my video about censorship, I was like, listen, this is me and it's going to be a little bit more me and it's right. needed. Um, and so that, and my guides were like, go ahead. We don't care. We're not, we don't, we're, you know, do whatever you need to do. Um, uh -huh. But you could feel that it was a different energy um, than what normally comes through. So the way I show up and the way I teach is most of the time opening myself up to letting them come through. Otherwise, it will be uh, diluted with my desire and need to change people. Uh, right. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's necessary. But for whatever reason, my role is not to play that role. My role is to allow them to talk through yeah. me. Um, sure. And that's just how it, that's the relationship I have with them. Um, because a lot of times, if you saw me like in my normal life, you know, uh -huh. I mean, I'm like, God, you know, I, I have my like, what the, you know, but yeah, when I yeah. show up, I'm like, boop, here we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what are the things that um, I experience? I mean, first of all, I, you know, I have some key things to say about people who cut me off in traffic and, and um, you know, I, I can swear like a sailor, which I can't do on air because we're, we're, you know, we're being monitored by the FCC essentially with AM station here. But um, it's uh, when I step into a healing session, it's kind of like I turn into this, this, this energy of observation, neutrality, that everything is as it should be in this moment, which is something that personality Christine has a hard time accepting sometimes. Um, yet I know on a deep level that when you can come from that place vibrationally, that's where all the magic transformation occurs. And I see you bringing this in your, your channeled messages. Um, and I also have learned the hard way that you can't change a person's mind based on information, at least not most people. You know, the information alone, whoop, right over the head. Um, and so you do it on a vibrational level. And I'm, I'm really curious, you talk about your guides. And I, I know in your videos, you, you sometimes talk about, you know, specific collectives and, or specific guides. Who are your guides? And how did you become aware of, you know, how they're classified, what they're named? Yeah, so I first started channeling, which basically all channeling is, is, I mean, we all channel all the time. We just don't realize we're channeling really. Um, right. All channeling is, is higher frequency energy. That's higher than the frequency of our body. We have energy moving in our body all the time, and that's a frequency. Uh -huh. And then there's energies outside of us that are higher dimensional um, and that hold information and messages. And we call them light beings, or we can call them galactic beings, or we can call them angels. But they're a frequency as well. And so you connect to that frequency, your frequency connects, and then you bring in information based on that connection to that frequency, like telepathy. It was in 2017, I was living in Mount Shasta when I first started connecting with these kind of light beings, what we would call like Palladians or Syrians, Octurians. These, they don't have names, but they're higher dimensional beings. And they were, they were coming into my sessions. So I was doing these sessions and all of a sudden I was like, wait a second there's a, there's a being here. Let me tap into that. So I really learned how to start navigating these really different and unique higher consciousnesses. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't, it wasn't until, so I was practicing, I was kind of just, there's hundreds of different ones that I connected with in sessions. 
2018, when I was in Machu Picchu, that's when the Galactic Federation of Light came in. And that's when it was like, oh, this is who I am designed to work with daily, all day long. And I wrote my book. It's not out yet. I'm still editing it. But I wrote my book with them. They, they gave it to me. And the Galactic Federation of Light, the best way to describe them is they are like Earth's guides. Mm-hmm. We all have guides when we drop into the body that kind of walk with us throughout our life. And the uh-huh. Galactic Federation of Light are the guides that are walking with Earth. Um, as she goes through her her journey. And so there's councils within that galactic federation. And I work with 12 of the beings in one specific council. And they're always with me, always around me, always talking. So that's, that's who they are that I that's who I connect with all the time. That's all that's almost all of all the messages for the most part come from them when I when I when I communicate. And I find it really interesting because um... Are you familiar with the Keys of Enoch, the Book of Knowledge? Yeah, years ago, my mom was reading it. And yeah, yeah. And um, I was doing an Akashic Record reading for myself to get some guidance about something. And they reminded me to go look for something in particular. And while I was doing that, all of a sudden, I came upon a page. Now, with the Keys of Enoch, you're not supposed to read it cover to cover. It's the sort of thing where you access it as guided and, and read little bits because there's so, there's so much to it. And all of a sudden, I saw this page that basically, um, that sort of the layout of, you know, f- Father, Mother, God, and the, the and it has the councils of light, and then they, they talk about the council of 12 here, and the council of nine, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard about this from different channels. I've been told that my guides are, two of my guides are members of the council, and I don't even know what council that is, but it's like, oh, and here it is pictorially being shown, and and there's Archangel Michael, and there's Metatron, and, it, and it's like, oh, and then there are these alien beings too. And, and so it's all laid out in this diagram. But I find it interesting that you talk about this, you know, Council of Twelve, which is referred to in the Keys of Enoch that I just happened to look at in the last week. Oh, I love that. I remember that book. It was so complicated. I was like, what? I mean, you literally, t- like one paragraph and you're like, wait, hold on. Let me, let me uh-huh. digest that. Um, there's a lot of councils and um, there's thousands and thousands of councils that, uh, that humanity works with. And, uh, and, th- and they're really coming on, they're coming in loud right now for us to really um, remind us and assist us in remembering that this is all okay, that this isn't an accident one what's unraveling and two that you're here at this time like it's all okay and every time I sit with my guides every single morning I never get an, a message of prepare them uh tell them to watch, watch out for this they need to look out for this oh my god um it is literally always freaking amazing you guys are doing amazing you're doing and I'm like no no no. but isn't there anything like like preparing (laughs) they're like no it's perfect like keep going and and for and I always say this to them I'm like well that's really easy for you because you're not you guys aren't here right you're not actually experiencing this and they said it's all perfect they always say it's you guys are doing a you're you can't do it any better than how you're doing it just keep going um and that internal trust that trust right now is 
I think that is the hardest piece for the humans that are listening to my messages to to hold on to because mm -hmm. there's more lockdowns happening. There's mandated testing and vaccines that may or may not happen. There's all these things that are starting to seem like it's getting worse. And so for me to show up and say, oh, no, no, it's actually getting better. Just trust. Yeah. I have a really hard time trusting that. But it, it's the only way through is to really, I mean, you can do anything you want, right? But it's, sure. you can, if you surrender into this truth that I'm saying, it can, it can ease the, uh, the holy cow that's happening out there. And I think that if we step away from the fear and are open to our, our, our own inner flow of guidance, then um, we can get guidance when we do need to do something. Like for instance, early February or so, all of a sudden I got this feeling like, you know, kind of like I want to get off this ride sort of thing. Um, and I didn't know what it was about. Um, initially I thought it's, oh, it's about the virus, but that's clearly not, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of darkness coming up. Um, but I found myself going to Target and shopping for toilet paper and paper towels and got well stocked up for, for no reason, you know? And then I realized later, it's like, oh yeah, that I got the inner guidance to go get toilet paper before everybody tries to steal it all from the shelves, you know? So, um, but the, the fear gets us into this place of closing down to that flow. So it's, it's really a matter of um, honoring the guidance when it says, you know, go get some, some toilet paper and knowing when that's coming from a place of fear, you know, from the ego place. And with fear, you know, it's really an important, it's, it's the, one of the most important pieces that we're experiencing, right? One of the most, so fear is a consciousness, right? Any emotion is a consciousness. I like to think about consciousness as little clouds or dust particles that are just always floating around, right? And when you kind of consume it from something external, all of a sudden you're swallowing fear. And then you start experiencing that fear. And what I think what a lot of us are recognizing is that we actually have the power and the ability to choose to no longer be a victim to fear, right? Like, oh, I can now see fear as what it is, which is a storyline. It's an actual narrative that I pulled from something external. Right. And with that awareness, I then have the ability to choose to believe it or not. I'm no longer a victim because fear makes us feel like we don't have a choice and that we're a victim to the storylines and the narratives that we're being given. Yes. Right. And we're realizing, wait, these stories and narratives are somebody else's agenda. Right. Maybe right. I need to figure out my own agenda. What's my agenda? What do I want? Because as the human in a third dimensional consciousness in a third dimensional field, we have been, and it's not our fault. We all have, we are programmed to we are we're disconnected from our light as we until we wake up right and we sure. are programmed to believe what we're told mm -hmm. and then and then when you do that you're safe you're following the rules everything's great okay. it feels really fine it feels fabulous until the great awakening happens and we're here to shift fear mm -hmm. and when you re recognize that you're we're actually here to shift fear what that means is that we're here to dismantle it or literally dissolve fear. And the only way to dissolve it is to recognize how much power it has over you, what it does to you. That. I love that. So it's about disempowering the fear. Yeah. Or basically like, 
here's a bully coming to me. He's big uh -huh. and he's got all kinds of muscles, right? And I'm like, uh -huh. oh my God, I'm going to get beat up. I'm going to get beat up. I'm going to get beat up. And as it gets closer and closer and closer to you, so you're observing it, observing it, observing it, all of a sudden it just starts to like become this little like butterfly or something. You're like, oh, it's not, it's nothing. It's just a, it's just a oh. butterfly. And then you kind of just lovingly release it, right? So from right. a distance, when you're not connected to it, you're not observing it, when you're not recognizing what it is, it can look like a big bully. So fear can feel like it's controlling you. It can feel like you don't have a choice. And it's only a consciousness and it's right now, it's a massive, massive, powerful uh, storyline and narrative that's coming from a lot of different fears. And so mm -hmm. what, you're, what you want to start to practice is, am I feeling fear? First ask uh -huh. yourself, right? Do right. I, am I feeling fear? Because we're so used to feeling fear, we don't even realize that we're feeling fear. So mm -hmm. one, am I feeling fear? Okay, that way you're observing fear. Okay, what does it feel like? Not so fun. What? Am, where did the fear come from? Yes. Right? Who gave me the fear? Meaning, uh -huh. what external situation happened where all of a sudden I started feeling fear? Okay, so then you get to recognize, oh, wait, this isn't, this isn't mine. This mm -hmm. is somebody, something else that I listened to or I observed or I did that created mm -hmm. and brought in that fear consciousness. There's a narrative to that. Then you ask, what's the narrative of that fear? Mm -hmm. What's the fear telling me? What's the fear telling me? What's the story in that fear? Then you ask yourself, do you want to believe it? Mm. That's and where it becomes people, empowerment. And, and some people would say, well, what do you mean? Choose whether or not to believe it. You know, if, if the authorities are saying it, it must be true. What do you say to those people? There are many truths right now. So there are, there are, a, more than a handful of truths that you could pull in. Where are, what, what truth are you pulling in? Because your truth that you're pulling in from an authority, you could turn to the other side of the street and have an authority give you a completely different truth right now. That's an absolute truth. Yes. The issue that we're having is that the fear narrative around certain systems that are trying to be kept in place that we're dismantling. Maybe it's COVID, maybe it's vaccines, maybe it's governmental policies, whatever it may be. If we're trying to break these down because they're in a lower consciousness, which is what's happening, we're going from lower to higher consciousnesses or frequencies. Mm -hmm. What's gonna happen is these Lower consciousness programs and paradigms that have been in place for a very long time are going to do everything they can to stay in place. Yes. And so when you try to break out of them, they're going to get louder. And so what you're going to hear is them getting louder and alternate truths trying to say, wait, look over here, look over here. There's other truths. And this right. thing is getting so loud in order to keep you brainwashed and in that system. And so it's really, really difficult right now, especially with the censorship, to start to see, wait, there actually are alternate scientists. There are alternate <laughs> teachers. There alter there's all these other ways of receiving information. Can right. we be open to that? Yeah, yeah. And as we let go of fear, they're gonna, they get louder to generate as much fear as possible because if we disengage from that fear, it threatens their very survival. 
which is why it is so important to feel fear. Because if you mm -hmm. can feel fear coming from something, uh -huh. then you recognize that it's based in fear. Yeah. And oh, if I you recognize that something's based in fear, at least you recognize, at least you're aware. See, what we do is we are disconnected on an energetic level from messages, right? So we just start, we're sort of just listening and the words are coming in and we're understanding them logically. And we're like, yeah, that makes sense. And this is person's uh -huh. super famous and they're super huge. And they've been giving me my information for 72 years. So why would I not believe them? Right. And my answer is, these are the systems that what we are used to, what's familiar to us, what we don't want to break out of. Unfortunately, put your seatbelt on. This is what we are breaking out of. And it is not comfortable. There is nothing comfortable with, with realizing that systems that have been in place for hundreds of years that make us feel comfortable, even if we are controlled and conditioned, we have to start to look at and the first way to start looking at things is to begin to observe how you feel when you're listening to something. Mm. That's I, I love this, Laurie. Um, we have to go to a quick break, but when we return, let's chat about what Ascension really is. You talked earlier about what it's not. Um, and let's talk about some more tools because you're, you're, you're already giving us some really important ways of kind of you know witnessing and helping us to process it but i know you you've got so many tools from your guides to help us with this process stay tuned for more with Lori ladd here in just a few moments i'm peggy snow with another stellar reflections minute presence or what we think of as being fully in the moment is a key element in the process of healing work as a practitioner facilitating a session Genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm, our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. 
On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm having a conversation today with Ascension teacher uh, and channeler Lori Ladd. Lori, you know, we talk about Ascension and then you talked about how once upon a time people thought it was like two different Earths, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to leave some people behind because we're, we're joining the new Earth. And you say it's not like that. What is the ascension process? So like, so I like visuals. So we're going to do a visual. It's very simple, really. It's, it's the definition first would be moving from a lower state of consciousness to a higher state of consciousness, Mm -hmm. Um, like a spectrum. Okay. So you're slowly moving. You don't jump around. You don't skirt around. You don't, you know, you don't miss you go through each tiny little shift. And so consciousness is energy and we're all energy. Our bodies are holding energy. The trees are holding energy. The air is holding energy. Every human that we see, every animal, everything's energy, okay? Beyond the physical. Ascension is the entire physicality that we're looking at. All the humans, the entire earth body, all of it is shifting consciousness from a lower state to a higher state. Mm -hmm. And the way that that is happening is high frequency light Mm -hmm. from the sun, not sunlight. It's a different type of light has always been coming down onto the planet. Mm -hmm. And this high frequency light is going into our bodies, the planet, the trees, all this other stuff. And it is slowly slowly shifting our bodies into higher states of consciousness. And we are literally in a moment now where we can physically start to feel it. My guides call this the physical ascension has kind of begun because we're now more in our bodies, which is where the energy is. And so now we're starting to actually recognize, oh, I can feel myself shifting now, meaning if And this is for those of us that are aware of what's going on, aware of the energy in the body. Um, And for those that are not yet, you will be now because you just came into your awareness and now you'll start to recognize this, right? But it's about being in the body and recognizing these states of consciousness, which means what, right? What are higher states and lower states of consciousness? So a lower state of consciousness, there's no right or wrong around any states of consciousness. Um, but when you feel a lower state, it always feels a little bit like a little heavier, like a like fear, 
anger, rage, sadness, depression, um, right and wrong, right? Arguing, mm-hmm. those kinds of things divide. That's a lower state of consciousness. It just feels heavier. Heavier means it's slower in vibration, right? right. So when something is a slower vibration, it, it's going to feel a little bit heavier. When you start to increase the vibration of something, it starts to move into a higher frequency and it starts to lighten up a little bit. And a higher state of consciousness would be joy, peace, love, unity, compassion, empathy, oneness, uh, present moment, flow, Uh surrender. It feels a little bit lighter, right? And what a lot of us are noticing right now in this physical shift, because you're in your body more and you're feeling the energies shifting in your body, you feel like you're going crazy because you're going back and forth between these lower states and these higher states. And how come I never felt this 20 years ago? And, you know, every single day is different. And it's because you're now in your body more. Mm -hmm. Your body is now able to anchor in these much higher frequencies Mm -hmm. and we're shifting much faster. And so it's all about states of consciousness and being aware of it and feeling it. Mm -hmm. recognizing that every single thing, every object, every paradigm, every program, everything is shifting. Our political system, our environmental system, our educational system, everything. Right. It's interesting you talk about um, basically embodying more light. And uh, I've been a subject of scientific research at several universities for uh, relating to healing. And I've seen sort of like you, you, you turn your hands off. And of course, it's, as healers, we are carrying more light or more permeable to the light flowing through. So you don't turn yourself off completely, but you're turned off. It's like, okay, well, there's, you know, the, 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 the light, the electrophotons around the, the body, the biofield, as scientists call it, it might have some gaps. You turn your hands on and suddenly the gaps are gone and you've got a much larger field. So, so scientists can show that our state of consciousness can affect the light in our biofield. So I really do believe that it, this is, it's not something that, you know, kind of ethereal and, you know, only in theory, it, there is scientific evidence that, that this can happen to the human body. Yep. There is an energetic field and I guess they call it the biofield. My guides call it an energetic field and it's uh-huh. naturally, it kind of exists about a foot and a half out from your body and it's a circle. Okay. And so what happens is, is the frequency that you're holding inside your body, there's a baseline frequency they talk about my guides. So there's all these different kinds of frequencies that sort of move around in your body, meaning there's higher frequencies, lower frequencies. um, But there's always this kind of baseline frequency that you're holding throughout your day. And based on that kind of baseline frequency, that's the vibrational pulse that's going to go out from your body. So you visualize this, this, this kind of vibration always moving out from your body and then what happens is once it gets past that energetic field it's like tentacles right and so it's tapping into the external world and it's it's like oh what's that oh what's that that's why when you're like oh i'm so intuitive because i i've tapped into that person and i was like no they don't feel good right what's actually happening is your tentacles are touching their tentacles and you're like oh my tentacle doesn't like your tentacle i'm gonna i'm gonna exit right or you walk into a room and you're like hmm something doesn't feel right. What's actually energetically happening physics wise is your frequencies going out beyond your field with these tentacles and you're tapping into 
the, the other energy field. Everything has an energy field or a biofield, which the scientists uh -huh. call it. And the great thing about this, really starting to play in this and understand this, this is really the direction we're going when we move into higher states of consciousness. And it's really a powerful way. I always encourage this. It's a powerful way to begin to navigate everything that is unraveling. So when you are listening to the news, mm -hmm. right? What is your energetic tentacles telling you about that? How, do you, how are you feeling about that, right? When you're engaging with somebody, instead of always using the intellect, let's also use our energetic tentacles. Right. Because it is energy. What is that saying to me? And then it becomes, how do I trust that? How do I know it's real, right? How do I know what I'm feeling? What if I'm just being mean? Or what if I'm just pre making this up? Or, um, and so then you have to go through that whole phase of trusting and learning how to trust your energetic tentacles because unfortunately we can't see them. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think it's, it's brilliant what Penny Pierce said years ago. She said, you know, we had entered the age of information, but now we're entering the age of intuition because we're getting bombarded by information and many people still trust that information. But if you tune in, you know, intuitively, you know, it's not true or aspects of it aren't true. Um, and it can be confusing again. You know, it's this cognitive dissonance. It's like the, the mind doesn't agree with what the the body and and that 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 sense of from the tentacles um you know it, they, they sort of are the antithesis of each other which is very confusing um, yeah cognitive dissonance is um you know i knew it was going to get pretty intense when my guide started talking about cognitive cognitive dissonance so cognitive dissonance is basically when there is information coming to you and the information doesn't, you can't, it doesn't make sense. It's almost like here comes a truth. You're seeing the truth and you're, you can't, you can't accept, you can't make sense of it. It doesn't, you can't mm -hmm. hold it. Um, right. And so there's a dissonance to it, even though it's true. Um, and there's a lot of that happening. There's a lot of that's going to continue to happen. And the way to break through cognitive dissonance is to close your eyes, right? And to shut off your brain, which is where the cognitive piece is, and right. to just begin to energetically feel the message. So, you know, I did this with my presidential debate. I was like, all right, if you just close your eyes and listen without kind of the facial expressions or the names or any of that stuff, you may have a different experience on an energetic level because it's a way to receive information that could be very different than what the logical mind is telling you. Yeah. Um, and so it's a practice that we can do because when you shut off the, when you close the eyes, then you can actually feel energy easier. Mm -hmm. um, even when you're on the phone with somebody, try it, right? When you're, when you're listening to something, try it. Just try, when you listen to the news, just try it once, right? Just close your eyes and listen to what the person's saying and don't listen to the words. Right. Just what is the energy feeling like? Mm -hmm. What does the energy feel like? And, and just maybe it feels the same as what your logical mind is telling you. And maybe it feels a little different. Mm -hmm. um, so when it, when it feels off, how, how do you perceive that? Um, 
so my body will feel tight. Um, my body will feel a little bit uncomfortable. It tightens up a little. Um, it can feel heavy almost. Um, and I'll want to turn it off. It's almost like I don't want to continue. It's not that the, that is that information is wrong. It's just that it doesn't feel good in my system. So there's a tightness that will happen. There is a, maybe there's an anger that is all of a sudden starts to come up, right? Um, or a desire to, maybe my stomach, sometimes my stomach will like get in knots. Um, there's all kinds of physical sensations that I may feel mm -hmm. on top of energy, but the, the things that I always feel when something feels off is a tightness, a, rest a, a restriction, as opposed to energy that feels um, a little bit lighter or in a higher frequency, it feels, uh -huh. I can relax. It's like, um, I can breathe. Are, are you breathing or are you not breathing when you're receiving yeah. it, right? Um, and and, and I, I think the truth sort of giving the body a sense of ease. Yes. It, it's, it's kind of like there's this openness um, to you know, what is essentially. Yeah. It's almost uh, the other vision I'm getting right now is like floating down the river. Am I still floating down the river or have I now just clung to a rock? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. Like yes. all of a sudden, am I listening to something and literally like, oh my God, what did they just say? What's happening? What's going on? What? Right. Because there are people that can give you information that may seem a little like, oh my God, this might be, this might, this seems like intense information, but if they're coming from a higher perspective or a higher energy or a higher frequency, you're uh -huh. going to feel that even with the message. So you're still going to be like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to still kind of float. But if it's an energy that's in a lower frequency and it's telling you something based in fear, Okay, because you can give two pieces of information, one based in fear, trying to control and manipulate you, and one not based in fear, the same information, right? And so the information based in fear is going to feel tight and restricted. You're going to want to grab a rock. You're going to want to control things. You're going to want to figure things out. You're going to go crazy, mm -hmm. right? And it's designed to do that. Right. Whereas the other piece of information, same piece of information, but coming from a, a higher frequency, it's just going to be like, oh, that's cool. Okay. And you just kind of, you kind of feel this flow of like, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Okay. Mm. It's just practice. So one of the things I find fascinating is that um, <laughs> people such as yourself and some of us who can feel it in our guts know that things are going to get crazier before they settle down. And we're not just talking about the next couple of weeks, are we? So can you share with us some of what your guides have said about 2021? Yeah. So my guides are awesome because they, they do not tell me specifics. Um, and the reason they don't tell me specifics is because we, there's multiple timelines or multiple opportunities, possibilities, right? So there's a lot of ways that this whole shift in the collective of humanity can play out. But of course, remember, they're always like, this is so, you guys are doing so great. You keep going. This is amazing. You're, you're, you're doing it, right? But in 2021, this is just the beginning. And this isn't to scare people or to, or to say, prepare, prepare yourself. We're going into a doomsday. Quite the right. opposite. Um, you know, we were catapulted into a really massive awakening in March with COVID. 
And we have a lot of tools now, whether you realize you do or don't, you have a lot of tools now. So whatever comes next, trust me when I tell you, you're much more prepared. Um, so nothing's going to feel as shocking as, well, I take that back. There may be some shocking things coming. I shouldn't say that. Uh, I should not say that. No, no, no. Okay. I take that back. Um, but 2021 is going to be about disclosure. And what they mean when they say disclosure is uh, what's behind the scenes? What is what what is what are the names? What are the organizations? What is really happening behind the scenes? What do I mean when I say behind the scenes? Okay. Um, large systems that have been in place, large organizations that have been in place, um, large groups of people that have been in place and sort of keeping things in a tight knit sort of way in how we manage our life, right? In, the, uh -huh. in governments uh -huh. and in, in science and in the financial system, uh, those are gonna start to literally crumble. They already are starting to, but when I say crumble, I want you to kind of imagine you're looking at a movie screen and you're watching the screen and all of a sudden the screen just starts to get blurry. And then you look behind the screen and you actually see what's been happening behind the scene. Right. So it's like that movie was just a mirage. It was just, a, it just kind of wasn't really real, even though it was real. And there were actually a lot of really dark or evil things happening behind the scenes. And we have to see it. We have, you know, I, I'm not a doom and gloom. I'm not a, oh my God, this is so bad, but this, this has to be shown to us. And it, it and it, it, it will, no matter what censorship they do, it will absolutely be shown to us and we're ready for it and we're prepared for it. So 2021 is going to be a lot of tiptoeing into that because cognitive dissonance mm -hmm. is here for a reason. It, it protects the human because we can't have psychosis. We can't have people, you know, um, you know, losing their minds and going into mental hospitals. But um, sure. so it is a slow kind of progression, but be aware of cognitive dissonance, be aware of the fact that what it's happening right now in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's yeah. like, it really doesn't matter what you show people, they still can't hold that as truth. Um, so- and, and Lori, as you were talking about um, seeing behind the screen, uh, what's going on, it was one of these moments where I was getting sort of head to toe chills and my crown chakra was going nuts. So it's, it's my body saying, Lori Ladd is speaking truth. You know, that this, this is something we are, you know, likely stepping into. Um, and I know that we talk about, you talk about multiple timelines. I do too. I've, I've met sort of seen myself on another timeline, you know, so it's, it's weird, but it, it's, it feels very, very true. Um, are we on a timeline that is going to bring us the kinds of transformation that many of us light workers have shown up to attempt to create? For many years. <laughs> For many years, yes. <laughs> yes. So this is the vision they give me. You know, there's one, there's one big kind of timeline that we're on, which is the trajectory of ascension. We are not getting off of it. And the end result, let's say, is it's not even an end result. It's only the beginning, but let's just keep sure. our focus on what we can actually hold, which is a fifth dimensional field of consciousness, right? That's sort of the first stop on this ascension train. So we're on the ascension train. We are moving. So no matter what happens in terms of 
whether we veer kind of and take a detour, you know, maybe sure. another detour, we're always going there. It's, it's mm -hmm. impossible now since the harmonic convergence in 1987 and 2012, it's impossible for us to be pulled into a timeline that will keep us in a third dimensional field. So right. yes, and we will be veered into these other sort of we may experience sort of, what are they called? Like detours every once in a while, but sure. we don't get off. Yeah. Potholes, but we'll stay on the road. Yeah. Well, we're going yeah. and we already made it, but we absolutely are going. We're, huh. it's happening. Okay. That's why they're always yeah. like, keep going. You guys are amazing. So we're just about to run out of time, but before I ask you the next question, I want to make sure listeners know how they can get in touch with you. What's your website? Yes. So YouTube is the best place. YouTube is lorilad.com, uh, L-O-R-I-E-L-A-D-D.com. The website, lorilad, L-O-R-I-E-L-A-D-D.com. And then um, if you're on Instagram, same, Facebook, same. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and YouTube, you, you know, I, I get notifications. You're, you're one of the few channels I request notifications from. I highly encourage people to um, watch Lori's videos because you you and your guides present things in a way that are just so positive, so supportive, and so clear. So thank you for that. Okay, in a minute or less, do you have a message to lightworkers about how we can show up in our fullness, in, you know, over the next year or so? So there's, there's, three, there's three things that are coming in. One, can you begin to hold on a daily basis the higher perspective? The higher perspective meaning, oh, this is a massive, huge collective shift in consciousness. Mm -hmm. Two, can you pay attention to what is in your now moment, right? Mm -hmm. What's in my now moment? What's in my now moment? What's in my now moment? Because what's going to happen is you may start looking into the future, into the future, into the future, and it's going to freak you out, right? And the third, yeah. how much compassion can you have as you are navigating what is occurring right now? So one, higher perspective, this is a massive shift in consciousness. Two, what's happening only in my now? How, how present can I stay in my now? And three, how much compassion can I have as I am navigating this? And then it becomes how much compassion can I have for everyone else that's navigating this? Because we are all navigating this all over the globe at the exact same time. And we're doing the best we can. Yeah. And, and it can be a challenge to have the, uh, the compassion for the people who are wearing the blinders and who have great attachment to the, their truth being the truth. And um, yeah, so it's, it's a good practice. Absolutely. It's, and remember those that we don't agree with and we don't like, and we want to scream at, they're only being themselves. They're just being their frequency. They're just yeah. being their frequency. Um, and if you can start looking at it in that way, uh, it's a little bit easier to hold like, oh, they're just in their frequency and that frequency is allowing sure. them to stay and be and do that a little bit. And, and our attachment to our perspective only keeps us stuck too. So it's, yep. it's a great lesson for us, ourselves as well. Yeah. This hour flew by, Lori. Yeah. I'm so grateful you joined us here today. Thank you for being here and thank you especially for doing what you're doing in, in supporting the collective in this transformation. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I loved it so much. It was a gift to be here with you. And thank you for all of your work. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.